Welcome to Inside Groove, the only motorsports show where super modifieds are king, methanol is aromatic, and the drivers carry their balls in a bag. Inside Groove is powered by IPC Indy, creating performance parts and solutions for the automotive, aerospace, and communications industries. Here's your host and fellow superholic, Race Chaser Media's Tom Baker. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Inside Groove Super Modified Podcast. My name is Tom Baker and I believe this is episode 46 that we are up to right now. Uh, One of my favorite numbers for a couple of reasons that I'll uh, get into a little bit later on. Uh, This show obviously covering the Super Modifieds, not just at Oswego Speedway, but um, the ISMA Tour, the MSS uh midwest super modified series and you know if we could uh, get some folks from uh the colorado and california areas to uh talk to us and give us information we'd love to be able to um promote what happens in those areas as well but uh this show starting out a little different uh, because on the phone, on the strutmasters.com hotline uh, we have uh dave and lori may and uh, dave and lori are um part of the midwest super modified series and uh for at least the purposes of this show are the voices of uh the midwest super modified series and uh the reason that we're talking with dave and Lori tonight is because um we've got a big time show coming up at the lucas oil raceway formerly known as the indianapolis raceway park um in june on the 20th of june and that's going to be a triple bill with the uh, must-see racing sprint cars and the midwest compacts now the super cup stock car series was supposed to share in the festivities that day that series has pulled out and will be running now in the fall when the supers come back in the fall the uh, Super Cup Stock Car Series, uh, which is really a kind of a short track version of the ARCA Series, or it is, if you want to get technical, it is basically a series that formed uh, out of the original Hooters Pro Cup Series with the steel bodies. That's kind of where Super Cup got got its start. But they have a nice little uh, short track series, and uh, we'll tell you all about them Uh, later in the year when it comes by but uh, for today we're going to focus on the show in june the indie summer nationals as it's being billed and uh, david and laurie are on the phone with us first of all it is a delight to have both of you on the program dave and laurie and appreciate the opportunity to talk with you Uh, you folks have worked so hard to kind of you and the group i'm i'm talking midwest super modified series group worked so hard to rebuild racing in the midwest and you know a lot of activity right now i want to focus first we'll talk about uh, what's going on with this show at lucas oil raceway um tell us uh how this has kind of come together for you to have this particular show on this date and be involved with the sprints and the midwest compacts uh on a show that uh a gentleman named Mike Moore is uh, promoting. Well, first of all, thanks for having us, Tom. We Absolutely. You know, giving us the opportunity to promote this race and to promote Super Modified. Um, 
they actually Mike Moore reached out to us quite a while ago. He had seen us at Lucas Oil Raceway in September uh, the past few years, was impressed with the Supermodifieds, was impressed how the Supermodifieds respected each other on the track, how they put on such good racing, and invited um, us to come to his particular race in June. Now he's already invited us back for next year. So wow. you know, we put on good <laughs> racing this year. You know, we already have a ticket to the dance next year. That's uh, that's interesting, isn't it? You've been invited for a second year, and you haven't even uh, – it's kind of like uh, haven't even played a game yet, and you've been given a contract extension. That's uh, that's that's really good. Um, and, you know, I think this obviously – I mean, I remember being a part of the East-West Showdown that happened at uh, IRP back in the 90s. I was the announcer for the East uh, for ISMA. Um Man, I just fell in love with the place, and I think that whole night I was kind of on cloud nine uh, because, A, uh, I can talk about and scream about Supermodifieds for days. B, uh, it gave me a chance to actually meet and shake the hands of some uh, people that I admired. Uh, you know, James Garner from the Rockford Files was there, and Dan Gurney and and uh, some other folks like that. Um, but, you know, being able to see the Supers going back there now is, to me, pretty awesome. And I think it's a, it's a great track and a great uh, location, a great situation for you guys at MSS, I would imagine, to be able to be a part of uh, what uh, Lucas Oil Raceway is doing uh, a couple times a year each year. Well, it is a premier facility, and it showcases Supermodified's great, and it is racing country. So yeah. we have the opportunity to put these unique race cars on this premier facility and just raise awareness. And, and that's why, you know, we have open arms for Supermodified's to come this way and, you know, put on a good show and, and promote the race cars that we all dearly love. Yeah, it's great. Now, I... Uh, I know there is going to be a pay-per-view speed sport TV is doing a pay-per-view live stream that day, uh, which uh, must see racing Jim Hanks and his group are basically sort of the, um, the ones in charge of all that, but they're going to broadcast, I think all, all three of the divisions, um, which is going to be great for the super modified fans, because obviously not only do the supers get to be a part of that, but um, the must-see sprints put on a fantastic show anywhere they go, and I can't wait to see them at that track. But the Midwest Compacts, Midwest Compact Series, they're coming to Oswego, or they're supposed to be coming to Oswego on Classic Weekend this year. So um, it'll be a chance for the fans uh, from the Oswego Speedway to be able to get a look at this series, and I think... Good car counts are expected for each division. Talk a little bit about, from your point of view, the super modified portion of this. What are you looking at for car counts? What is going to be the format? Give us the particulars, if you would. I know it's a one-day show. Kind of walk us through what uh, we can expect. Well, right now we currently have 16 to 18 cars that are committed, and we probably have uh, another two regular guys that are kind of on the fence waiting for motors and waiting for parts. The big thing will be if the state of New York 
uh, does not let Oswego Speedway run. Yeah. We probably have six regular Oswego competitors that are planning on coming. Uh, Jason Simmons, who won last year's fall brawl. Uh, Joe Gosick, who was there last year and finished in the top five. Uh, the addition of Timmy Snyder and uh, Danny Connors. And I think there's one more, but I can't pick. Oh, and DJ Schulich will definitely be there if Oswego is not running in Stout's uh, 19 car, 49 car. That's great. So that would be huge if that happens. The other thing that's on the fence is the country of Canada. If uh, Canada allows, which right now it looks like they're not going to, but if they would change by uh, June 20th, we would surely pick up Mark Samet and uh, Mike Lichty. So if we picked up those cars, you know, we're going to grow to 24 to 26. Uh, but, you know, the uh, right now, yeah, we, we still don't know, but we got a month to go. Yeah, it's a tough situation. I mean, Canada's locked down, I think, till July or something. They, 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 uh, uh, that certainly looks tenuous and, and, um, Oswego, um, I mean, they've got their June 20th show still on the schedule. Uh, I guess we'll just have to see. I, I, I mean, it's, it's hard right now for me to have much faith because I don't know that they, I don't know that they can or would, um, open without fans. And I just don't see we're less than a month away and I just don't see uh New York being, um, you know, that's the feeling that everybody's been giving us, you know, like Otto Sitterly and Joe Gosick yeah. and Timmy Snyder. That's, that's definitely their feelings, but you know, I, and nobody, I agree. They won't run without fans. Yeah. I don't think they can afford to. I just don't uh, see that happening. And of course uh, you mentioned Jason Simmons bringing the car out for uh Tyler Thompson to drive uh Tyler picking up the win in your last exactly. race there. I, I and, said that wrong. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. I just wanted right. to, uh, for those, again, for who might be new to our audience or whatever, we wanted to clarify that. Uh, Jason, a great car owner. Um, Tyler is definitely the wheel man, and uh, I'm sure that they would love to come and run again. So, um, But, you know, the, the most exciting thing, I think, uh, you're going to have a, a local boy uh, from the Indianapolis area have two cars there. Uh, as an owner in Jeff West, yeah, and uh, you're going to have a, a local indie driver, Bobby Santos, yeah, compete in both divisions, the the must see sprint division, and in Jeff West's uh, number one super modified. And Bobby is uh, he's a real wheel man. Yeah, he is, and and uh, Bobby, of course, from the New England area, and a driver who can pretty much drive anything, and he'll be there exactly. to run the must see yeah. sprint car, so he'll run. Uh, he'll run for Jeff uh, likely as well. Jeff and I went to high school together. Jeff's an Oswego boy. Oh, uh, yes. yeah, yeah, he's right. a yeah, he's a transplant. Uh, well, then the other one, you know, that you probably know very, very well, is that who's going to drive his second car is going to be Greg Furlong. Yes, probably coming out for the first time. And you're talking about a six-time Oswego International Classic champion. Uh, he's won ISMA events, and uh, he's a really good driver and good competitor. Yeah, Greg is, uh, I know Greg's really pumped to, to get back in the car. And again, for those who don't know, Greg came into racing in the, it's now the SPS division, used to be called Limited Super Modified Division in Oswego. And then um, he ran for Jeff in his first couple of Super Modified races way back in the day before 
um, he and his family ended up buying, I think I think they bought uh, the West car. I think that was their first car. And uh, Greg's for Super. And, and so Greg and Jeff have a, a long history. And from what Jeff told me on the show, we had him on uh, maybe a month ago or so. Uh, he said this started as kind of a, you know, a joke or just sort of a, an offhanded comment. Uh, and next thing you know, him and Greg are teaming up for the year. Uh, and so, um, you know, Greg's going to run, uh, you know, handful of shows or whatever, and, um, should be a lot of fun. And that's going to be a, a team that's going to be fun to watch. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what the turnout can be. I mean, to hear that we could hit or exceed 20, that's a huge deal. Um, I would think for super modified racing in general, and, you know, a speed sport pay-per-view is a pretty big deal as well. So, you know, this is going to be a big show. And so if Oswego is not able to go on the 20th, I hope that we get a really good turnout of cars from uh, the central New York area because, um, you know, this is an opportunity to show super modified racing off to an audience that doesn't necessarily get to see a lot of it. And, you know, this is one of those situations where, you know, it becomes a classic of sorts for the Midwest. Um, in in my view, anyway, you've got Starry, you got, uh, you know, you've always had Sandusky. Uh, hopefully it stays around. Um, but you got Starry, you had Sandusky and, and Oswego. And, and this becomes, you know, a big race of that, you know, that caliber in and of, in and of itself, I think, uh, to be able to go to IRP and have uh, that kind of an opportunity. And to have it twice is... Uh, you know, is pretty, pretty great. So, um, I feel like, uh, you know, you guys, again, um, you know, the two of you, but also the Midwest, uh, series in general have, uh, come a long way in trying to kind of revive super modified racing in your area. And you've got guys like Jeff West who are, you know, who is, are equally excited about seeing that happen. And, um, you know, I know Jeff's been quite instrumental in helping to put the pieces together for this show as well. Right, exactly. Most definitely. And then we, you know, we've also got a couple on the fences that would be big, big, huge additions, and we've got the purse up to where we think we're trying to talk them into coming, but it is a long ways out of New England for somebody like Howie Lane to come with Timmy Genderzak or maybe Vic Miller to come with uh, Chris Purley. Um we were, we're hoping that the $3,500 to, to win and thousand to start will entice them to, you know, show up at the gate on race day. Yeah, I hope so. Because again, I, I feel like, I feel like super modified racing needs unity. And, you know, especially in this particular situation where it doesn't look like Isma is going to run anytime soon. Um, and you know, let's be honest here, the Northeast States, um, you know, which are, you know, basically blue states, they're not opening as quickly as some of the other states are. And uh, I don't I don't know if we're going to see. So the way I would look at this is you've got an opportunity to go help build something that could really um, be great for super modified racing in general. So you there's know, no doubt about that. You know what I mean? There, it's, there's no doubt. Um, you know, this is one of those type of situations where. Um, I mean, under normal circumstances, obviously, I know you and Isma kind of stayed off that, you know, you you didn't have that conflict with Isma, Swigo, 
um, was going to run a race, and it's tough for them because, you know, the following week they always take graduation weekend off, and you don't want to be off two weeks in a row because it's a short season as it is. But, you know, this is one of those scenarios where because, you know, some of the most of the Northeast is still kind of locked down, um, it's an opportunity for the guys to get out and race somewhere. And again, this could be a, a big opportunity that could grow much bigger as, Absolutely. you know, as it goes, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, you've got some people laying out there that, you know, they're not going to come this year, but, you know, maybe down the road, you know, somebody like a Doug Dodaro uh, would be just huge. You know, yeah. I mean, Doug was there back in 1995, I believe his fast qualifier. He may have been, yeah. I don't quite yeah, remember. I, mean, I know Bentley barely won, but I don't quite I mean, remember. The quality that. of competition, uh, if we would get the support that we're trying to get out of a couple more guys, it's going to be really, really, really a good, good show. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, you got guys like Jeff Abel, for example, um, who raced at Oswego that, uh, you know, his dad raced there in the first show. Right. And so you've you've got – some of those guys that you just love to see go out and Jeff is not afraid to throw the wing on the car and go racing. He's you're right. You know, and, and, you know, honestly, that's somebody that I forgot to talk with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I have to believe that, uh, that I'd love to believe anyway, that that Jeff would be a, a real possibility. Those guys love to travel. Um, and, uh, you know, the more participation we can get, the better. I know you're going to probably have close to 30. I will definitely be in touch with them. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I think they were planning on coming to our September race last year, but they had a scheduling conflict. So, um, yes, that was on your list to call him. So. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's just, um, you know, this is great news in, in my, my mind, and I, I'm very – excited to be able to go and be a part of it and uh and to see this thing hopefully this relationship with uh lor um take off and i guess you've got now is 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 the same promoter is mike Moore promoting both shows this year or is is uh more is the indie summer nationals which is the june 20th event okay and then Dave Duncan has the fall brawl okay. in September. Okay. So two different promoters. Um, d- how does that work in terms of, have you got pretty much the same relationship with both? Yeah. I mean, we, and um, this is our, this will be our third year with Dave. Okay. And um, I think he's got like a 10 year contract with Lucas Oil Raceway for this event. Oh, wow. Both promoters motto is it takes time to build these events. Yes. So, you know, they're just not going to cut people loose right out of the get-go. That You know, they want you to earn your place and then keep your place. So we need to come out strong so that we can continue to have this event and be asked, be asked back the following year. So it's to all of our advantages to, you know, to make this work. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, the other thing that I think is pretty impressive myself, you know, we have the state of Ohio, the state of Tennessee. Indiana, North Carolina, and Pennsylvania will definitely be there. And then possibly New Hampshire, New York, and Massachusetts. And we were planning on Canada, but COVID, I think, is probably going to get the best of us there. Yeah, maybe by the fall is is what you would hope for. Maybe uh, the guys from Canada could uh, could come down, um, you know, in, in, in the fall. Hopefully by then, Canada, the border should be open. Um, yeah, it's just... 
Go for ahead. our uh, September race, we've invited the West Coast um, teams. We had plenty of uh, conversations over the winter. Oh, wow. That um, we've come to an agreement on, you know, rule compromise package to invite them out for the September race. So, you know, they're kind of, they're excited about that. Nice. That's even better. Uh, well, we're going to step aside for one moment here. We're going to take a break. When okay. we come back, more with Lori and Dave as Inside Groove continues for another week. Stick around. Welcome back to Inside Groove as we continue here uh, with uh, Lori and Dave May from the Midwest Super Modified Series. We've been talking about the Indy Summer Nationals coming up uh, in just about a month, actually a little less than a month, uh, at the Lucas Oil Raceway. And just before uh, we went to break, we... um, we learned that uh, there is a possibility we may see some West Coast Super Modifieds in the fall for the Fall Brawl, which is the second of the two appearances that the Supers will make at the Speedway. Uh, that one in September. Uh, Lori and Dave, one of you, um, how did that? How did that get started? That conversation, and um, in terms of rules, what uh, it, what can you tell us? about uh, how you can kind of make things even enough for the the West Coast folks to feel uh, comfortable coming in? Uh, Let me find my cheat sheet. Okay. (laughs) We'll give you a second to do that. I'm sorry I I threw that. We both did some compromising. The West Coast guys did some compromising. The East Coast guys did some compromising to try and promote the event. That's interesting. Yeah. So an east-west yeah, we, scenario. We did a, we did a the, the large top wing. We did it. Um, they can keep their small wings. Uh, we went with the adjusted small block weight rule, eighteen hundred pounds with driver after the race. Um, we just we are we're allowing the um, brake bias adjusters, small block weight rule, left side weight rule, but they can't use their cockpit adjustables or weight jackers. And they're going to follow the small block gear RPM rule that's in our book. So we went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And everybody pretty much agreed on that because the bottom line is we wanted, we wanted to race with them and they wanted to race with us. So we made it work. Well, it'll be interesting. You know, whenever you have a situation like this where you're sort of um, compromising in tweaking rules to fit a certain scenario and to try and make cars even, um, you know, you, you, you never know how it's going to work out until you put them on the racetrack and race it out. And I think that uh, that is going to make the fall race very, very interesting and also make it different from the race that you're holding next month too, which I like. It's kind of, a, a different situation. They're two slightly different events, uh, even exactly. though, you know, and, and so I think that makes them unique, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. We're excited about it. I know Jim Burgess is really excited about it. I bet. Yeah. I bet Jimmy is ready to, to, to come and uh, get racing here. Uh, he, he'll, he'll go anywhere and race. Uh, and sure. you, you know, the West coast is, you know, the super scene out there is, obviously not nearly what it used to be um no. you know and but you've got a very small 
group of folks who are really working hard to try and kind of keep them going in some form or fashion. So um, this opportunity will be very interesting to see how things work out. Um, I want to talk a little bit. We can kind of come back to this uh, when we wrap things up, but I want to, I want to take you guys back. Um, How did the two of you get started in racing and what got you interested Oh, I'm going to have to let David take that. He was doing it way before me. Okay. Go ahead, Dave. It's all yours. <laughs> I, I started here locally, you know, just local tracks with a local guy, maybe, you know, 20 miles from Akron. And then it kind of grew to going to Lorain County with that same individual, Ernie Lowe. And then uh, Gary Albritton was coming around, and Gary and I started doing a lot of traveling and doing, like, California and Florida and, some New England races and, and uh, racing wherever we could race. And then, I don't know, Gary got that IndyCar ride, and that didn't work out for him. And I was actually out of racing for a few years. And then I met up with Doug Sonier ah. and had about 18 years with Doug and his mom and dad and brother and my other brother, my younger brother. And that was a really nice deal. It was kind of like a family-type deal. And we, you know, we did real well here in the Midwest and, I mean, even in Phoenix and California. Sure. And, uh, moved around wherever we, you know, wherever we had to go, we went. And then uh, ended up getting the big divorce and uh, found Lori. And uh, Lori started following us around and, and attending all the super races and kind of liked it. And eventually we became car owners and... Kind of like we did that for 15 or 17 years, whatever it's been. And now she's gotten in herself into this promoting and doing an excellent job. And all the owners that here in Ohio, you know, love it the way it is that she's doing such a good job. And she's talked me into selling our cars. And, of course, I'm getting a lot older and trying to take a little bit of a step back from the physical work of maintaining sure. a couple cars yeah. and do uh, just help her at the racetrack. And I'm still going to do tire sales uh, to all the competitors. Oh, okay. So you're, you're handling the tires for the series yeah. then. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So as far as being actively involved in, in racing and tweaking with wrenches and being a, uh, an active car owner or crew member, I mean, I had probably 50 plus years of that. So I don't know how it'll go this year. We'll see. I'm hoping good because I need the help. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it's interesting because, you know, I've done some promoting and I've I've worked with different series and, and promoted a, a few racetracks and done a lot of different things. And, and it's, um, you know, I find that part of it to be very exciting on one hand and sometimes frustrating, you know, on the other, because it, no matter how hard you try, you're never going to make everybody happy. But True. it seems like the the Midwest Supermodified Series has it, it. I feel like it's kind of one of those. It's like this thing that just won't die. You know, there's just there's 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 something about it that you know there's there's a small group of people who are really really interested in trying to keep it going, and no matter how much adversity it faces. You know, it just it just never breaks. It's like it bends, but it doesn't break. And now, um, I feel like with the sale of Lorraine, and you talked about Midvale in our last conversation, Lori, and 
you know, uh, hopefully Sandusky as well. Um, it seems like now with the, the IRP stuff that's been going on the last couple of years, there's real hope that, you know, that, that the division can, can really come back. And if you can get to the point where you can take 18 to 22, 24 cars to every show, my gosh, that's, that's a great situation in today's short track world for a touring series. I think what we have going for us is it's an owner's owned organization. Yeah. So the people care, they have investment, you know, they bring their, they bring their toys out to play. Right. You know, we, we've all decided that, you know, we don't want these race cars to big old, be big old flower pots. Yeah. You know, we, we want to race them. They're not, they're not going to do anyone any good unless you bring it to the racetrack and show them off. So the beautiful thing is we have camaraderie. We have, you know, everyone has, you know, interest in wanting to see Supermodified succeed. And I think that's the best that we have going for us. And then we have, we have great sponsors and we have great social media team and support team and people that just keep coming out and supporting us and don't ask for a lot except to be part of what's going on. Well, and that's awesome. I, I, you know, again, that's what you need. And, and super modified racing to me is still the ultimate thrill in motorsports. Um, you know, I'm an open wheel, open cockpit guy. So sprint cars, midgets, supers, all of that. Uh, but super modifieds in particular are always going to be my first love. I love the modifieds as well. But um, to see the Midwest starting to pick up like like it seems to be is just awesome for me. Um, can you talk about, I mean, obviously COVID has, you know, stopped the world, really. Um, but prior to that, can you talk about what the schedule was going to be for MSS this year, and can you give us then an update on you know what you feel is reasonable based upon the current and what's expected of you know in the near future situation? Um, you know what tracks and kind of what were you, what were slash are you looking at for 2020 for a, a schedule at this point? Well, 2020, the owner the owners want a six to eight race schedule. That's that's pretty what they wanted. Now, okay. if you ask Mike Beta how many races he wants on the schedule, he'll say 12. Because yeah. <laughs> I think he would race every weekend. <laughs> um, but for the most part, the general consensus is six to eight. So we, we, did, we, we did have seven on our schedule. We lost our first one at Sandusky Speedway due, due to COVID. Um, we actually just today lost Midvale, but that's just being postponed. So we'll end up the season, I believe, with um, six or seven races. Okay. And then 2021 is already looking bright because um, Lorraine County Speedway has been purchased by DiMaggio family, who now who also owns Painesville and loves Supermodified. So our future looks very bright with Lorraine County Speedway. Um, if Sandusky, you know, stays as a as a speedway, you know, we, you know, the Jaycoxes love having supermodifieds and we have a fan base there also. So Sandusky, you know, would be bright. Lorraine would be right, bright. You know, like you said earlier, Midvale will be good. Um, actually, Salem Speedway has been courting us for a while and would like to see supermodifieds oh back that speedway for 2021. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and then our two IRP races. 
Oh, you you uh, you just made about half of the fan base for this show. Uh, just the the mouth just started watering because the thought of uh, supers again on the high banks uh, at Salem. That's that would be amazing to be able to pull that off for twenty twenty. What would be cool there is if we could have the Midwest cars, MSS cars, supported with Oswego. Yes, pretty good contingent of Oswego cars, say six to eight, and supported with another six to eight isma cars in our six to eight or ten you know you go down there with 26 cars or so you could really have a good event yeah and that's the thing and and you know once you get you know everybody said that the biggest thing the supers lack is dollars and sponsors and you know television and whatever well you know television at this point i mean sure you got mav tv but at this point um pay-per-view is just as good and just as marketable you know as 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 tv would be and right. and so when i look at um how do you build that the supers that's how you do it you get some shows like this where maybe you say okay we're going to put together a package for television or pay-per-view if we're speed sport or whoever it would be you put it together and you say, okay, we're going to do, you know, uh, the, the shows at, at I, uh, LOR, uh, the show at Salem, um, the, the Oswego Classic, the Star Classic, um, Sandusky, please God, keep it a racetrack, uh, Sandusky Classic. You know, you do all the big shows and what you try to do is you try to get everybody to come together when they're all scheduling their their individual tracks and get everybody as much as possible to stay off each other's dates. Because when you have these majors, I, I'll call them majors, you do want all the available cars because there aren't enough cars available in any one region to, you know, uh, to not have support from some of the other regions. So you want to try to have as, as much participation for these bigger shows as you can. And, and um, you know, another show, big show like that in Indiana I mean, that's what we need because I'd love to see Supers again be considered some sort of a stepping stone to Indianapolis again. Um, I know we do a lot of road course racing. I get it. I deal with it. Um, but, you know, these these drivers like your Tyler Thompsons and some of these young drivers in the Supers, they, they deserve an opportunity. And, um, you know, maybe if we can get enough visibility back on them again, you know, you would uh, you would start to see the respect factor, and at the same time, obviously, start to see some more sponsor money come in. And you know, I just I will always hang on to this dream that it can be done. It just takes the right people in the right situations. Yeah, I know. You know, when we used to go to Concord. Uh, oh yes, there was some there was some uh, NASCAR drivers that would be around, and I know one in particular, which I won't use the name. But he said, there ain't no way I'm getting in that car. (laughs) (laughs) I could give you a few that wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. Um, Right. You know, and I remember when uh, Daryl got in it up at Oswego. Oh, yeah. uh, Yeah. In Benetton, you know. Yep. Uh, Well, I mean, the quality quality of drivers in in your upper drivers in MSS and in ISMA and at Oswego, no doubt, could run any four-wheeled car 
going, whether agree. it be NASCAR yep. or whether it be Indy. Yep. Uh, I agree. And you got some you guys know. like Max McLaughlin, for example, Mike's son, who would would give their eye tooth to get in a super. Max has told yeah. me that a number yeah. of times. <laughs> you know. I thought that was uh uh Mike McLaughlin's boy. It is. But I yeah. Knew until you said that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I've seen that name. I've been I've known Max, I've been watching Max race since he was probably twelve or thirteen when uh, he was running uh outlaw carts here at a, a a little dirt track called Millbridge Speedway, which is the place to be on Wednesday nights. A lot of NASCAR um influence their uh, nascar sons of you know crew chiefs or drivers or whatever and uh max st- kind of started there and and he um yeah he would love to get in a super and and you've got see some of these younger guys i think would do it in a heartbeat and of course you know you got guys out in the midwest you know your tanner thorsons and some of these other drivers that i i think would would love to get in them too and so you start building these shows up enough, and then you get, you know, a couple of more teams involved that have some cars, you know, for these guys to drive um, if they can, you know, run a handful t- of times a year for, for decent money. It makes sense to have the car, and you start cross-pollinating a little bit. Um, you know, that's how you really build your interest again. And, right. you know, but but that all takes time, as you say. And and, and I love hearing that the two promoters at uh, LOR are both of the mindset that we're in this for the long haul. Because um, I do think, and I, I, I really do believe, I have great faith that if, if everybody who's kind of in charge of some portion of super modifieds, whether it's the folks at Oswego, the folks at Isma, you guys with MSS, um, you know, if, if all of you could just sort of sit down and say, okay, look, you know, we've got to make this viable for each of our groups, obviously, but at the same time, we understand that if we all work together and create, you know, four or five really big shows, you know, that, that everybody could go to, um, in you know that that this could ignite new interest in cars and and uh you know and in super modified racing in general and if that could happen um you know i think i, I you know cuz look i think it feels to me and even down here you know people are looking for something different they're looking for that sort of excitement um you know, there are a lot of people not thrilled with the, the product NASCAR is putting on the track now. They're looking for other forms of racing to follow. And, and, you know, a lot of them follow sprint cars and midgets, but they don't know much about the Supers other than when you see the classic on TV or whatever. This is a, you know, you guys are really kind of igniting a, um, a, 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 a reboot in an area that really is a big deal because, you know, sprint cars and midgets and Indy cars are still you know, akin to super modifieds, uh, rather the IndyCar folks want to admit it or not. And um, it's the same demographic, the same audience that I think likes all of that. And um, so I don't see why we couldn't be doing these sorts of things and, and you know, um, and, and, and get more people involved. It'd be great to see Tony Stewart have a super modified or two for somebody to drive, for example, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be great to see some Indiana car owners come up. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think with this deal, the two Indy car or the two super modified races, one in June and one in September, I think you're going to see some Indy, the state of Indiana car owners get a little bit excited about supers. 
I think that would be great. I mean, that's, you know, it, it, that's why I say I, and, and I, you know, I don't know if everybody really understood, but I did from the start with, with the shows that you guys were doing at IRP, that this has the chance to, to hit a demographic of people that you really need to hit because not only from a potential sponsor standpoint, but you know, again, from a team owner standpoint and in a, in a driving standpoint, um, Indiana's big and it always was. Michigan is another state that was always big, Absolutely. but you know, now, uh, I mean, there just isn't, you know, that's, there's just a lot of problems up there and, and they go well beyond racing, but, um, you know, to at least be able to, if Ohio could be strong and, and could help make Indiana strong, um, you know, you'd have two of the, two of the big three, as far as, as far as I'm concerned and uh, in the Midwest, uh, you know, to be able to, to, to have that base. And then you've got, uh, you know, Isma and Oswego on the, the East coast and, and, and up North, um, you know, it just, uh, again, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to keep the faith because there are people like you guys out there who are, are, are still fighting for it. And, and um, you know, that's pretty exciting for me because like I said, I'm a super guy at heart and it's awfully refreshing to, uh, to, to hear that, that there's something going on that's, that's really building itself and some real interest in the, uh, in the division. And um especially a track like Eloir, that's just uh that's an amazing place. So um it sounds like things are uh things are happening. Um what is the schedule or the the basic format going to be for the races at uh, uh I mean is it is it heats and feature? Are we time trialing Yep, yep. Mike Mike Moore has put on a great uh few days of racing. There'll be probably over hundred and ten competitors amongst uh, three divisions. There's probably going to be about 300 competitors on the drag strip side. There's going to be a car show, a motorcycle show. Oh, wow. One ticket. You know, you can get a three-day ticket. You can get a one-day ticket. He's he's made it fan-friendly. There's lots of hotels in the area. He's actually got a block of rooms at the Super 8 Brownsburg for $99.99 and the Comfort Inn Avon for $139. There's a campground for non-race teams across the street with easy access to the speedway. And then race teams, um, no charge camping on the grounds. Uh, super modifies and sprints, non-wing sprints, we pitted inside of the track. And then the other division, we pitted outside of the track. We're going to do unloading Friday from 3 to 5 with practice 5 to 7. And then Saturday unloading 7 to 10. Uh, then the haulers have to leave the track, and then practice is subject to change, um, but it'll be somewhere late morning, early afternoon, qualifying 4:30, racing 7:30, and then for any then race date, the rain date is the very next day, Sunday, June 21st. So once everybody gets there, you know, if the weather cooperates, you know, within the two days, we'll get our race in. And then the good thing is. Um, Jeff West came through with a couple sponsors, and when we were able to get our purse increase, as David said earlier, it's $3,500 $3, to win, 1000 to start for 30 laps. And that's, you know, that's a pretty nice purse for a super modified for 30 laps at a premier racing facility. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and I think, you know, the 1000 to start is, is really important, too, because obviously, uh, 
it's it, if the teams are going to travel at all, and especially anybody coming from New England or from, you know, from the Oswego area, um, you know that that that's a a, a good uh, starting point for uh, start money, and and again, it's something that can be built upon in the future if, you know, if if everybody supports these first couple and kind of helps it over the hump, then you know you get more and more sponsors that get excited about what they see. And, uh, you know, and, 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 and then you can, you can grow it even a little bit more, uh, it, but, um, a, a great opportunity for sure. And I'm glad there's a Sunday rain date. I was going to ask you about that and you beat me to the punch on that. Uh, but at least there's an opportunity if it does rain to run it the next day. You know, and the other thing that's really neat is like Laurie said, and I don't know if you caught that, but you know, a fan buys a, a grandstand ticket. They can go over and watch the drags for a yep. while. And then they can turn around and come back over and watch the circle track for a while. For sure. Yeah. I yeah. I, I think you're going to see more of these festival style events as we go I forward. Mean, it's unheard of. I mean, uh, last year, Dave Duncan had a similar deal. Eh? Yeah. But uh, I mean, this is unheard of really for myself, you know? Yeah. I've been many, many races. And both, both promoters in the future, they're working on having like a concert after the race. So they want the com- the race, you know, the teams and the race fans to build a camaraderie and a following. So these, you know, these are going to be events, fun for the teams and fun for the fans. That's what you need. Yeah, that's really what you need. And and uh, I think it's great. And, and I hope that uh, people will make plans to attend those who can, you know, who can get out from New York or New England, uh, you know, even the fans uh, come on out and support it and, and make a weekend out of it and have a good time. Now, yep. um, one of the key questions that I got asked earlier, so I'll pose it to you is, is this a full grandstand or is this limited because, you know, are we still kind of on a limited uh, fan capacity at, at this point? It is limited seating. We have to abide by, um, social distancing. Right. Okay. But like Mike said, you know, the, the, the stands are huge. So he doesn't envision an issue with having to do the social distancing and the limited tickets, but tickets are available online uh, for ordering. If people want to be assured of having a seat. Right. Yeah. And I, I would suggest anyone who, who would be planning to go to make sure that you do that uh, because, uh, you know, again, I, th- this, this is, you never know with racing fans and there are an awful lot of race fans in the Northeast and New England that are starved to go and watch something they know. Right. And, and so, you know, I could see the scenario for a whole lot more interest than Mike may realize. Uh, and and I certainly hope that would be the case. I know it's not really a holiday weekend, but um, you know. But again, if you can't go, uh, make sure you get the pay per view uh, when it comes by, and um, we'll have more information on this show about that as we learn it, and uh, again as this all gets uh, closer to happening. But Speed Sport TV is the one that's going to do that. Um, and, uh, it's going to be a great show. I mean, uh, it's, it's a great triple bill. I was really disappointed that the super cup stock car series isn't going to be a part of it, but, um, not too sure. I haven't had a chance to talk with, uh, Aaron or Joe yet from that series to see why they pulled out, but, uh, they're going to be 
on the bill in the fall, so that should be fun. Uh, but uh, this one is uh, June the 20th on a Saturday, the Indy Summer Nationals. Lori and Dave, uh, real excited to be a part of this. And, um, you know, I'm on pins and needles because I know I'm probably not going to get to see the Supers before this, obviously. And, uh, you know, it may be one of the – I hate to, to, to be – hate to say this but it may be one of the only super shows that uh that i see this year at least uh in in june or july anyhow the way things are going in the northeast so um certainly look forward to coming out and being a part of it and and appreciate uh you guys being on the show um where can fans find information about the midwest super modified series and also about this show well, we have a Facebook page, uh, Midwest Supermodifieds. We actually ha- actually have a website address, uh, MidwestSupermodifieds.com. Okay. Um, the Indy Super Nationals for tickets is tickets.thefoat.com, Indy Revolution. Okay. That one's going to be a little tricky, but... Uh... Oh, I know. Kind of long. Hopefully it'll be on your website. People can get to it from your website. Yeah, um, we will do that. Perfect. Good, yeah. Good, good suggestion. And, 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 or obviously from your Facebook page as well. That way um, people yeah. don't have to remember all that. Cause that's a, that's a strange one. Um, yeah. but, uh, look forward to it. And, and again, thanks to both of you for taking some time. And as you get any type of news, or additional sponsors or any any information that you want to get out to the general super modified crowd um please uh keep in touch with me um through facebook just go to the inside groove uh podcast page and send me a message or you know send me a text whatever but uh we again and and, and this is mss stuff in general not just this show we want to um, you know, we want to have content. We want to know what's going on. We want to help you guys uh, with uh, what you got going on as well. Uh, so, you know, hopefully we can uh, work together a little more closely this year and get more information out uh, and, and, you know, even some interviews. If you guys who do the video can, you know, can get us some audio, um, you know, after each show with uh, the, the top three, we'll, we'll definitely air it for sure as part of uh part of that next uh, part of the next show. So cool. that's exciting. Well, thank you so much for the support and taking the time to, to talk with us. Absolutely. And that yeah, is definitely come and look Lori and I up. Uh, we'll definitely be there on Friday, uh, probably in the afternoon sometime. That would be my plan as well. Yeah. If everything uh, I've got to, I've got to make my travel arrangements yet now that I know it's going to happen, but uh, you know, if we can get that done. I'd like to be there uh, well in time for practice so that, uh, you know, I can be a part of the whole thing and help provide whatever content support that uh, I can, obviously, that doesn't interfere um, with uh, what Speed Sport is doing with the pay-per-view. So um, look forward to talking with you guys again between now and uh, showtime. And uh, that is Lori and Dave May. We are grateful that they took some time to be on the show. We're going to take a, a break when we come back. More of Inside Groove right after this. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles. 
And now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math or science person. No excuses. No problem. It's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Helping people start an IT career is their thing. If you don't absolutely love what you do, go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an information technology professional in as little as four months. Attend classes on campus or live online just two or three times a week to get what you'll need to start your new career. More than just a school, My Computer Career helps you get into the industry by working with hundreds of employers that hire their students. My Computer Career is nationally accredited and financial aid is available for those who qualify, including the GI Bill. Classes start soon, so go take the career evaluation now at mycomputercareer.edu. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Welcome back to Inside Groove as we continue with uh, episode, I think we're at 46 now. And, uh, of course, the 46 number, uh, a number that, well, maybe there haven't been a lot of them over the course uh, of the years at Oswego in the Supermodified Division. The number, nonetheless, has been very impactful, I would submit. Um, Of course, uh, the Rutledge Rocket, Warren Conium, Number 46, uh, back in the late 60s when he was driving for Carl Rutledge and uh, Warren really kind of made a name for himself, I think, originally in that car at Oswego and then revived the 46 number in 1977 when he uh, purchased a Kemp Dates car and went racing um, on his own with his own car for about, uh, I don't know, maybe not even half the year, but uh, uh, he ended up finishing that season, obviously, as uh, those of you who've been around a while will remember. Warren drove the 46, won a feature with it at Oswego, and then uh, ended up flipping the car at Fulton, put the car back together. In the meantime, John Spencer and Dave McKnight parted company, and Warren ended up getting the ride in the McKnight number six and went on to win the classic in 77 and the track championship in 78 with that car. He sold the 46 to Del Meeks. And uh, of course that, that car's history, um, man, it just keeps rolling. Um, just, we keep learning about uh, that car's history, but we know that it went to uh, Joe Paino and uh, then to uh, Mike Brubaker and, um, then eventually that car ended up uh, going to Bill McDonald. Uh, and what a gorgeous car that was uh, when when Bill had it. Um, but uh, the 46 number uh, continued, I guess, with um, Mark Van Leuven uh, out of Canada had it uh, when he ran, uh, I think, when he ran both limiteds and supers. I think he had the 46 number. Uh, both um, both divisions, if I remember right. And uh, Ryan Conium finished up with it um, 
in the limited class when he was racing at Oswego and uh, still carries it on his sprint car and had it on uh, an old booth super that um, he had purchased that he ran Isma with for a number of years. Um, I don't know if he still has that particular car or not, now that I think about it. But um, there's a, a handful for you of 46s. Uh, I'm sure there were more. Of course, uh, Gary Witter um, ran that number as well. And again, we talk about impact. <clears throat> Excuse me. Gary uh, certainly uh, losing his life in the classic uh and um, that, uh, thankfully, I wasn't there for that one. Um, but again, uh, that number, for a variety of reasons, just one of those numbers that sticks out in um, the 0 through 99 category when you talk about uh, numbers that certainly, again, made an impact uh, at Oswego in one way or another, uh, Witters, of course, being the opposite extreme, of the conium impact and uh, even having mark van leuven who i i think i just think the van leuvens are great people and uh you know it's uh it's tough sometimes because i think mark came along at a point when it was getting harder and harder for the canadians to keep doing it and um that car was gorgeous too the 46 that he had and um you know the van leuvens are still man they they come up with some uh, graphic wraps that for cars that are just stunning. Uh, they do great work, and again, they're they're just great people. So there's a few thoughts on the 46. Like I said, I'm probably missing a couple. Um, I don't remember a modified particularly. I know that Ryan Coniab did run modifieds, but I don't think he ever raced them raced at Oswego with it. Um, but he did run modifieds for a little bit, I believe. So. If you can think of any other 46s, put them in the uh, put them in the comments, and uh, let's see if we can fill out all of the um, 46s that we had over the years. Um, going back to the interview that uh, we just enjoyed with Lori and Dave May, I want to thank them for uh, for their time, and I want to talk a little bit about um, this upcoming super modified race at Lucas Oil Raceway because. I had a chance yesterday to have a conversation, yesterday being Thursday of the week, um, to have a conversation with Mike Moore, who is promoting the Indy Summer Nationals event that uh, Lori and Dave and I were discussing on June the 20th at uh, LOR, Lucas Oil Raceway, formerly known as Indianapolis Raceway Park. Um, and I got to tell you, I love what he's doing. I mean, I, I Mike... Mike's had the right experience, and I think that he has a a really good attitude. Um, he's in this for the long game, and I don't think he has any designs on um, you know doing anything other than um, doing whatever it takes to uh, to build this particular show. Uh, and and the super modifieds uh, certainly are a division that he wanted to be a part of it. So. Um, I'm happy that uh, this th- this is going to be a really interesting show. He told me that uh, the capacity at um, LOR is 10,000 in the grandstand. He is allowed half capacity and um, is hoping, obviously, that he can sell out uh, 5,000 tickets to the, to the event. Um, so if you want to get 
a ticket for the grandstand to go, uh, just go to uh, the Lucas Oil, uh, go to the Midwest Supermodified Series website, and the information on how to get the tickets will be on there. And there also is going to be a pay-per-view. Speed Sport TV is providing that. Um, and Jacob Seelman, who, uh, whose grandfather Bob raced supers for so long, uh, back in the seventies and I think early eighties, um, excuse me, Jacob's going to be, uh, one of the two announcers on it. And so, uh, if you're not going to be able to go, uh, you've got the pay-per-view option so you can watch it, which is going to be great. Uh, but, uh, he shared with me that, uh, the supers will practice on Friday night, uh, and I think uh, Dave and Lori mentioned that as well. And he's he's hoping for a car count in the 20s. And, and uh, all sides believe that's realistic. Now, uh, New York State just moved to phase two of their reopening or reboot or whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't know if that really makes any difference in terms of short tracks, to be honest. But... Um, it's a step, and I don't know if the June 20th Oswego show is going to happen or not, but I hope that if uh, if it's not going to happen, I hope that the Oswego Supermodified Fraternity will support the IRP show in every way possible, um, because it, we, the more cars we have, the better, obviously. This is a huge area. There is still a ton of interest in Supermodifieds in the Indiana area. Um, and the sprint cars are huge there. Um, I believe that this could be a show that could build into a classic type of show if everybody will support it. So I'm hoping that we all find a way to get everybody together. And I know Mike is really interested in this. He's already got the same date, same weekend for 2021. Um, let's get everybody together and let's figure out how to schedule so that this race at, at the Star Classic, the Oswego Classic, and and praise uh, pray to the Lord that Sandusky's still uh, operating as a racetrack, the Sandusky Classic. Let's at least get you know the four or five majors that we have here, the, including the Fall Brawl out there at IRP. Let's let's get these so that we can package them together and see if we can get some sponsors interested in in making it into its own little kind of mini series a five race series that um you know has some money attached to it uh right now this show is a thousand to start which is really good and 3500 to win um obviously everybody would like to see more and if if this show goes well i feel like uh with the area that it's in and the people who are involved who are Really excited to see it grow. Uh, Jeff West has been a big part of this. Um, I, I really feel like this could could build into a great race. So we'll see how this goes. Mike Moore is actually going to be our guest next week on Inside Groove. So you're going to get to hear from him. Um, he told me yesterday that uh, they've got over 30 of the must-see sprint cars already entered and um, he's got, I think he said, 53 of the Midwest Compacts. Um, this is apparently a much bigger division than I realized. He's going to run two features. 
They're going to open the show and close the show. And they're both A features, but what they're going to do is they're basically going to split it up so that half the field runs the first feature and half the field runs the second. It's going to pay the same. Everything's going to be the same. Um, But he really felt like uh, he wanted to do something to give the back half, in other words, the slower half, more or less, um, the opportunity to race for a win and race for the same money as as the fast guys. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, And, you know, again, I'm hoping that somehow we could get a Swiggo open and have Classic Weekend because the Midwest Compacts are scheduled to uh, come up for that weekend as well. So, you know, we can get things back to normal here and not this new normal that everybody keeps talking about, then um, I, I feel like the future of supermodified racing could be um, really positive here. And again, if everybody works together and realizes that there could be a greater gain for the division. Now, also, I will tell you, and I, I think, uh, it, you know, as, as you heard the interview, the the West Coast Supers coming in the fall as part of the fall brawl. That's going to be a great situation as well. Again, it took a little bit of compromising on the rules here and there, but you know what? Um, that's what you have to do sometimes. So we're, we're going to have a bit of an East-West shootout feel to the fall brawl in September at IRP. So, Again, I hope everybody's excited about this, as excited as I am, because frankly, um, this may be the very first super modified show of the year if Oswego can't uh, can't go on the 20th of June, and um, it should be a whole lot of fun. So I will be there, looking forward to going, and uh, we'll have coverage over the weekend. We'll have coverage beyond the weekend, obviously on this show and. Um, in whatever other way that uh, we can come up with to to really let give you a, an opportunity to meet some of the competitors and uh, just do some fun things while we're there. So that's going to be a lot of fun, and I hope that all of you are going to uh, enjoy that. And, and I hope uh, those of you who want to take a vacation, <laughs> this is a great time to do it. Um, it's, uh, it's a perfect situation to go out there. A um, couple of uh, host hotels. And uh, I'm sure, again, if you go to Midwest Super Modified Series to their website or their Facebook page, they'll have the information for you. If not, uh, just send them a message on Facebook, um, and, and they'll get you the info on the hotels if you want to uh, want to go and, and plan to stay. There, the, there is a Sunday rain date, so hopefully it won't be needed, but uh, it's there if it is. And uh, practice Friday and all of the qualifying and everything. The races are on Saturday. So, uh, again, hope that all of you enjoy it. And, and, and if, again, if you can't go, please get the pay-per-view. Support this show. Uh, because Mike has put a lot on the line, not just obviously for the Supers, but all three of those divisions. And we need all of the fans from each of those divisions to uh, support in whatever way they possibly can. And, of course, opportunities to um, be a part of the event through sponsorship uh, certainly do exist. So if that's something you're interested in, um, just send me a message or reach out to Midwest Super Modified Series directly, and uh, Laurie and Dave will certainly get you uh, in touch because, again, the more sponsorship, the more opportunity for you know uh, the drivers and teams to to make more money and, and have more purse available. So... Uh, That's it for this week's 
inside groove. There isn't a lot of other news to talk about, to be honest, except that I do want to thank everybody at, uh, and this is really on behalf of Camden, but also from my bottom of my heart as well. I want to thank all the drivers and everybody who made that whole milk giveaway at Oswego Speedway possible uh, last week. That was amazing. I mean, it was just neat to see the pictures and the drivers and uniforms and um, how much milk was distributed and and all of that. Uh, I'm glad it was a a really nice weather day for it. And so um, it's it's just as, as somebody who just really appreciate supermodified racing, but also understands that there are a lot of people to whom a gallon of milk, although it's only, you know, a few bucks, um, <clears throat> excuse me, that extra gallon of milk is, is um, much needed. And, and so I'm thankful that, uh, and I'm, gl- I'm glad that it didn't go to waste too. I think that's probably um, as big of a thing. Um, nobody wants to see anything go to waste. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm thankful that, uh, uh, everyone who participated in all of the dairy farms and everybody who came together to co-op to give the milk. Um, again, it was just a really nice thing. So thanks to everyone involved for that. And uh, it was kind of fun to be able to talk to Cam just as that was kind of lining up and get a bit of a um, preview of what was going on on last week's show. So um, with that, we will step aside until next week. Mike Moore will be a guest next week on this show, and I know you're going to enjoy hearing from him. He's got an interesting background, and uh, it doesn't it, promoting was something that kind of came later. Um, so I think you'll enjoy hearing his story, and he'll give you some further insight into the upcoming Indy Summer Nationals. And we just want to promote this race as hard as we can because obviously it could be could be the first one and it certainly will be one of the first two if Oswego can go um they'll both race on the same night and we'll have two races that weekend which is awesome too so um we want to give uh, everybody at Indy uh, as much props as we can leading up to it and again if anybody has any questions uh, Midwest Supermodified Series on Facebook or uh, their website will have the information Lori and Dave are great people and everyone with that series has been busting their tail. And it really looks like as we get into 2021 uh, and Lorraine Speedway perhaps comes back into the picture, um, you know, you start looking at it and you say, you know what, uh, if you can have eight good races, six to eight good races uh, in the Midwest that are uh, good paying races at good tracks that draw good crowds and um, start building the division, then uh, that's a huge help. So um, thanks to all of you for listening to this show and I'm happy to see phase two happen for those of you up in New York. We were about a, I think a week or maybe 10 days ahead of you um, on that. Again, I'm not sure what phase two up there means, but uh, it's certainly progress. So, Uh, I hope everyone is safe, number one, and I hope that all of you stay safe. And as always, before I exit on out of here, thank you to Sean Cathcart and the staff of Skip's Fish Fry for uh, being such an amazing supporter of the show. Thanks also to Rich Worth from JNS Paving. And of course, um, thanks as well to Jeff West and his staff at um, IPC Indy, Indy Performance Composites. 
hit their website up, but hit their social media up and give it a like or a follow, whichever the social media calls for. Um, and uh, again, say thanks for continuing to um, sponsor the show. So I uh, look forward to next week with Mike Moore. Until then, I am Tom Baker. Thank you so much for listening. Have a tremendous weekend. So long. You've been listening to Inside Groove, powered by IPC Indy, creating performance parts and solutions for the automotive, aerospace, and communications industries. Find them on the web at www.ipcindy.com. Inside Groove is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliate, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.